Good morning. I'm the big dog Josh Lampton. COVID-19 runs wild on the WWE, but is Nia Jax even worse? We've been doing some investigating to find the best wrestling podcast in the world, and we had an expert on the case. We had Jonathan Coachman. What'd you find? During this lockdown, during this quarantine, I think we've all been trying to look for something fun, something entertaining, especially something in the wrestling world that we can latch on to and enjoy and will set off the conversation. I have found such a show. I have. How about the Turnbuckle Report? It's just kind of a fun podcast, wrestling podcast, and they're just at a point that they want to help the business move forward. And to me, I'm down with that. So why don't you check it out? You're going to laugh a little bit, think a little bit, and disagree or agree. But in the wrestling business, that's all we want to do. So again, check them out. Josh, Leland, Chad, the Turnbuckle Report, and tell them the coach sent you. Enjoy. Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a DogCast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of The Turn, Buckle Report, the people's host with you tonight. That's right, Leland, and I'm here. I got Raw on the background. I got the guy with me tonight. It is a Monday night. I just snorted a little bit. Don't worry about that. Only on the first beer, but I did have a little rum. The guy. What's up, brother? What is happening, my dude, man? Ah, I feel like stone cold right now. I'm stunning. Woo! Let's go, man. Let's let's get this uh, episode kicked off. Stone cold. I, I missed last week. Stunning. I did. I missed last I week. I don't know if you knew this, but I was, I was at my jobby job doing jobby things, and I, uh, I'm a jobber, and uh, mm-hmm. all I could think about was Total you guys on the mic. Over here. And I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm over here having to make money, and I can't be doing a fucking podcast. What am I gonna do? That's right. That's right. You were absent on the mic, but present in my pants. I've been very consistent I mean, too, man. Real consistent on the mic as much as I could be. I hate it when I have to miss a day, our recording days. I hate it because we, we plan them out. We're like, okay, yeah. we're, we got this set in stone. We're going to do it right here, right now. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, sorry, guys, I got to work. Uh, can we reschedule this shit? We <laughs> can't because, you know, mm-hmm. we're going live with an episode in like 24 hours, pal. That ain't happening. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, you know, it's a whole thing called, uh, you know, living your life and supporting your family, and and I get it, I get it. I mean, we're just we're just sitting here talking wrestling. You know, some people would say maybe we should grow up, maybe maybe let go of some of those childish things. And to those people, I say, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> you just came right at him. Fuck you. That's get right. out of my face. I do. What's your go-to? I I know you get people because every every wrestling fan does. When you tell them, hey, I'm a wrestler, I, you know, I watch wrestling, I, or, or hey, you going to watch Raw tonight? Hey, you going to watch SmackDown? Maybe AEW? Blah, 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 blah. Start small talk. And then they hit you with it. Oh, you watch, oh, you're a wrestling fan? You watch wrestling? Oh, okay. Well, you do know that's fake, right? 
What's your go-to response on that one? I, I I never really have a good one either. That's the problem. I'm usually like, well, yes, it is. You just, you just start taking an air and want to fight all of a sudden? I'm just like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> like breathing all hard. Like, fuck you, man. I'm going to fuck you up so bad. Uh, usually I just tell mm-hmm. people like, look, uh, yes, it's 2021. Everybody's fucking aware it's fake. Do you like to be entertained? Because if you don't, then you're missing the fuck out. Like, period. Like, yes, we're all very aware that wrestling has a script. It's a television show. They do things to keep you entertained. They have a guy who's their main champion, who's either heel or babyface, either pissing you off or making mm-hmm. you happy. It's all entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with me being 40, almost, and enjoying that? Like, I don't see the problem. <laughs> Maybe I am a big-ass kid, but I enjoy I wrestling. I don't care. I had to help my brother-in-law last week. Quick story. He asked me to move a couch. And I got sad inside because I knew it was the same time that Blood and Guts were going to be on for AEW. What grown man gets sad like, oh, yeah, I guess I can help you move your couch, but AEW's up tonight. (laughs) Like, who does that? Like, Uh, I was walking out the door with a tear. Because then I have to watch it recorded. And I hate watching AEW on the record, man. I love watching it live. It's like a whole thing for me. Same. You know? I love hitting people with the, oh, so... uh, so you oh you do know wrestling's fake right oh yeah or or here's a big one I used to watch that when I was a kid you know then I then I then I realized it was fake then I grew I always up. like to hit people with well you do realize that uh, Jean Claude Van Damme really isn't the Street Fighter like you know that right <laughs> just just to clarify like you really know that uh, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger really isn't the Terminator yeah exactly exactly because that's the th- that's the thing like who who the, who the fuck are you to tell me what entertains me and what doesn't why and is I'm it watching not okay? the women's match right now i'm watching the women's match and i'm very very entertained i am very it's charlotte flair oh my god hey do you really think she's as insecure as as it's kind of coming off we talked about this off mic a little bit and i love charlotte flair every rest every fan of our show knows how much uh i love charlotte flair but I think she's got some security issues because she starts getting this backlash of, oh, you look like Matt Riddle. And then all of a sudden, which, by the way, Charlotte, you didn't look anything like Matt Riddle. You look beautiful. All of a sudden, we see these, like, very um, sexy photos. They weren't, they weren't too revealing, and, but they were uh, extremely sexy. Like, way more than I thought I'd ever see out of Charlotte. They weren't, like, gangsta nasty, but they were, they were you know, they were, they were beautiful. It was very beautiful pictures. She was dropping like and, it was hot. See, it's, it's, just like, hot. It's, just, it's just kind of like the timing. Like, you know, you start hearing that on social media, and you know she reacts to it because you can see the post. Like, she, she reacts to this shit, and uh, she kind of carries a little chip on her shoulder. And then you see these kind of photos on her Twitter. Like, do you think that's because of an insecurity? Like, oh, you think I look like a man? Well, check this out. Or I just, I, just, I don't know. I'm not in that, that celebrity status. Thank God I'm not there. Uh, but I feel like I would just be like, well, fuck you. I don't, I don't give a shit. But I, I, I think know. these I photos that just she just posted on Instagram or wherever she posted them, Twitter, Instagram. I'm sure they I'm sure these photos of Charlotte got posted everywhere. But when I was looking at these, In I was like, that Charlotte Flair, this girl, this mm-hmm. I felt so like stupid. I'm like, this is the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen. She's absolutely stunning. She's stone cold, man. She's stunning. Like she was looking yeah. great. Yeah, she's, 
She really is. Uh, uh, you know, folks, if you follow us on our social media, I'm sure the uh, Dogcast Father will be, be talking about this. And you know what I like the most about this is I have I have always put over that, you know, I don't care that what people say. I, I think she's pretty. I like me some Charlotte. And, uh, you say it at the end of I've every episode. i some shit over that. Whether you're heel, whether Absolutely. you're, we'll let you get, to, we'll, we'll come back to that. But nonetheless... <laughs> Whether you're here, whether you're babyface, you better love Charlotte. Yeah. That's my new tag. Wait, six minutes in, we're but done. Josh, he, Are we done here? Josh has been famous. Josh has been famous with the, oh, I don't, you know, whatever. Charlotte this, Charlotte that. Even he had to admit that uh, those, those. He did today. Pretty fucking. He did hot. today. He flat out, the big dog himself, flat out said that is one nice piece of ice. It's a nice piece of ace right there. I Speaking heard that fans. Charlotte Flair and another one of my friends got it on. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, but I, you can imagine fans, what it'd be like, uh, right? We have a we have a new we have a new thing on our show. We got some fan mail that uh, you were wanting to get you wanting to throw. Well, out. you I know, guess, I guess questions or just comments of the show. Good, you know, I'm glad you jumped into that because honestly, we've been on the air for now. Well, on the air, we have now recorded. 60-some episodes. We've been doing this for over a year and a half now. And over time, we have accumulated some some questions that our fans have. And I thought today would be a good day for it to be a little segment I want to call The People's Host Answers the People's Mail. And I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to give back to all of our fans for who have stuck us out, listened to us for a year and a half, to kind of get some inside a little more, pick the brain of the people's house. So I kind of picked a few questions that were specifically directed towards you. And okay. uh, I thought I would just open up the oh, mic please. here, ask you a couple, get your answers. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of move on from there. I will give it my very best. I will try very hard not to, not to divert and get on a soapbox. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And it just so happens our number one fan just happens to be the first one writing a letter it is from landon Effries. i think this guy's probably called into our show Love wrote him. to our show wrote all over our facebook the guy has crowns writes all over your car with him this dude is always hounding you for yeah. a question i think uh, so all right first question from landon Effries from goldberg pennsylvania which by the way landon there's no such fucking place anyways landon's question is the people's host hit me with it yep did you know that you're an idiot and goldberg is great <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> well, Landon, thank you for the question. How astute observation of you! Uh, that yes, yes, I was. I'm very well aware that uh, I'm a complete moron, <laughs> and um, I do not. I have never. I've never went on a 187 win streak to become the champion uh, as much as I'd want to. Uh, I had to buy my big Goldie championship. So yes, yes, I know that uh, I'm a loser. You know, honestly, you know, Landon has this thing about Goldberg. He is a huge Goldberg fan. He tells us constantly how great Goldberg is. Landon Efferys probably loves Goldberg as much as Josh loves Batista. And if we shit on Goldberg one time, man, Landon is all over it. All over it. When we were given a hard time, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, Landon got so pissed off when we were talking about all Goldberg dugs is hurt people. Puts them out. So if you want to wrestle Goldberg, you're planning to be out of wrestling for a while. Pissed the dude completely off. Did not like that whatsoever. <clears throat> Big fan of Goldberg. <laughs> huge. He's a huge fan. He's huge. one of the biggest I've ever seen. Him and his <laughs> grandfather Jeff. His grandfather old uh, old George Jeffries over here. You know, building the cave of the winds. God bless. 
Uh, second question comes in from uh, Hayden from Wisconsin. Hayden right? Hey, I'm from Wisconsin. Hayden writes, the people's host. Do you remember watching your first wrestling match, and what was the first wrestling match you watched? Um. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if I remember my first one. You know, after so many years, and you could probably say this too, after so many years of watching wrestling, it's kind of blurs together, but I definitely have some favorites. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I definitely have some favorites. I will tell you, my very first wrestling experience um, was uh, I was a child in California going to the Oakland, and uh, I believe it was the Coliseum. If not, my brother will call and uh, redirect my line of thinking. Um, and I remember, I remember seeing Hogan, uh, coming out in his classic entrance. I remember seeing Andre that night and I remember seeing Jake the snake and I could not tell you who went over and what match or who even who wrestled who, but I remember being near the entrance and seeing them come out and that made such an impression on me and just all the pageantry of it, that it was sealed, that it didn't matter what was going to happen for me in life. I was always going to be a wrestling fan. I wanted to be, wanted to be involved in wrestling somehow. That's a good story. Uh, you know, I'm the, kind of the same way. My earliest memory of wrestling before, you know, you could actually tell me what I could actually remember or not. I have a memory mm-hmm. being at my grandparents' house watching WCW. And we're talking yeah. early, early WCW. And, and and I don't know if this is a mesh memory, but I remember seeing Sting and his colorful paint. And I was hooked right then and there. Mm-hmm. So I think oh, the Surfer Sting. Yeah. Surfer Sting. First thing I ever saw. He had the ponytail in the back, the whole like pigtail thing or whatever the hell he had going on back there. And in his, his mm-hmm. flat top blonde hair, looking cut up, I was I was hooked right then and there. This is before uh, I could really – and it kind of evolved. Then I got into WWF, and then I started watching old WWF, and I started watching Hulk Hogan, became a big Hulk Hogan fan. But my earliest memories were of WCW. So it's kind of odd where a lot of people were like, well, you know, I'm a WWF guy. Well, I mine was WCW, and it could have been still NWA at the time. But – yeah. I just remember being my grandpa's. My grandpa was a huge, huge, huge wrestling fan back in the late, early, mid-80s, late-80s. Anyways, that was kind of mine. Early-90s, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's what I remember. And then, of course, it evolved. Uh, third question here comes from Jeff out of Florida. Jeff writes in, who wrote the time travel episode that you guys recorded last year? And I don't know if the people hosts would actually remember that, but that was kind of a... That was a lot of people liked it was those kind of episodes. collaborative thing. It was a collaborative thing. I remember. Yeah, was, I don't know how that came to be. I think that came to be because we wanted to well, do a, a an April Fool's thing, right? Yes and no. I remember we had, we had had some ideas about uh, putting some promos on there. We had, we had kind of explored with the whole uh, Dusty Vader thing, and yeah, you know, let's have some let's have some fun here because we're we're all three. Uh, good question, by the way. But we're all three kind of. Um, you know, one for the theatrics, I guess you could say. You know? Right. So we all kind of wanted to test those waters. And as I remember, you, uh, the guy, were talking about Back to the Future and your love for Back to the Future. And Josh started chiming in with that. And then it just kind of it just kind of came up on a uh, like a jam session after a show one night that, hey, let's I, I think we can do this whole promo thing, stretch it out. And, and it'll be like a Back to the Future kind of idea. And it'll just go back and forth and and. It was a lot of fun doing it. Um, it was one of the stroke of geniuses that, yeah, people really loved. We loved doing it. So a lot of fun. 
Yep, and you know the one thing I do remember about that time too is that we used to we used to record really late because Josh's work schedule, mm-hmm. and, and it got really hard for yes. all of us to do that. So we we can't do it like that anymore. But we would be up till eleven midnight coming up with these promo ideas that we used to cut and record. Um, you know, maybe we'll have to come back around and start doing that again because I know people really enjoyed our promos. And, and that's what I remember the most is just not caring that it was late and just having a really good time writing these these promos, yeah. mixing in and editing the sound with with what whatever show we were doing. Josh is a hell of a, a spot-on thinker, if you will. The big dog can think of something, come up with it, and, and almost execute it all in like a single minute. The man is a genius yes. when it comes to just knowing what to execute and how to execute it. He's, he's absolutely great at this stuff. And yeah, and I don't, we're lucky I don't to know have how him. many times he's called me. I don't know how many times he's called me and he's like, hey, do you have a microphone near you? Can you just, uh, I'm going to text you what to say and just say it how you ever you'd say it and just uh, drop it in the Dropbox for me. And then next thing I know, I, I would do that and, and it would turn into a whole promo. So, yeah, I, and I will say, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're going to kind of go through some of those, those greatest hits and start putting them on the shows again because uh, we miss hearing them as well. And it was like some creative juices, so maybe that sparks some stuff. But you're absolutely right. I mean, the work, the work schedule gets in the way sometimes, but uh, that's not to whine. It's just it is what it is. We like to get on here and talk wrestling. All right, last question. I don't think we need to go any further after uh, after this one more question. Maybe yeah. we'll come back around. There's so many of them. We've had so many episodes, so many questions. Last question comes in from Mary. Mary is writing in out of, it looks like, Minnesota. Man, we got some Northerns out here. Um, man, we hey, have fans. Hey, don't so you know. Hey, don't you know. Mary wants to know something don't about, you know. You know. Uh, Mary oh, writes in. She wants to know if you have always lived in Colorado. Uh No. No, I, I'm a Colorado native, born here, raised here. Uh, let's see, when I was a kid. You brought it up a second ago. Calif- yep, when I was a kid, we lived in California. So I was born in Colorado, and then when I was six months old, my family moved me and uh, my brother to California. We lived there for five and a half years, six years, mm-hmm. and then moved back to Colorado. I uh, was raised here. That's where I met the guy. Uh, that's where I met the guy's cousin and married her. And let's see, probably about 26, I was 26. My career took me to New Mexico, took me to Mississippi. Oh, you've been all over. And then, yep. And then back to, back to Colorado. So yeah, I'm, I'm here to stay now. In fact, recently I just, uh, just turned down a job offer that would have took me out of state again and, uh, to stay in Colorado. You know, it's interesting too, because, uh, not to reminisce too badly. I, I remember, you know, you had a few friends that you met right away. You had, uh, uh, not, not many people even know if the, anybody knows who these people were talking about. You met CJ, one of your best friends, and then myself. Yeah. Um, so yep. I've known you. We were little, little guys, man. We go back 20 plus years, 20 yeah. plus, maybe, maybe 30, right. maybe 30 plus. I don't know. You were seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. It's been a long well, time. Whatever fourth grade is. Yeah. Whatever so, I mean, I've, dr- I've shit, drank 10 years old, man. Since then. Yeah. Going on a long time. 20 some plus years. Wow. So there you have it. The people's host answered fun. a few of the people's email that we get at our and if you that are listening want to ask us a question, you can always ask a question. Email us at admin at turnbucklereport.com. We'd love to get your feedback. Any questions you have for myself, the big dog, and the people's host Leland, we'd be happy to answer them. This was just breaking the ice a little bit. You know, maybe we can structure that a little better, let it flow a little better, get more mm-hmm. questions out there. What not- I would say you know, if you forget the email, reach out to us on our social media on Facebook and uh, 
Twitter, whatever, and, and we'll, we'll jot it down. Just let us know where you're from and what your name is, and that's all we need. We won't give out any more information than that. The guy, you alluded to it. You were Z moving. Guy. You were moving couches. Yeah. And you missed the blood and glut guts live. Live. But I, I know you it. caught up. I did. I know you caught up. I know you, you cracked a few brewskis and, uh, and got caught know. up. Great. You know, I will say I um, good show, first of all. But I am so thankful I did not go to this show live. I would have been so pissed. My wife told me about Everybody's, that, man. Oh, I would have been so pissed. Because people are showing up, and I'm sure they paid more for these tickets because it's a free-for-view, right? So I'm sure they paid a little more. They get the build-up. They show up, and uh, Tony Khan comes walking out and says, Oh, by the way, just take a look at the screen. Uh, the first four matches are going to be on the screen. And then we'll go into the Blood and Guts match. So basically all you paid for is one match. Because they didn't even do AEW Dark afterwards. It's so all because of that steel cage. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they had to figure out how to construct this thing. Um, because as, as you know, and most of our fans know that Daly's place is an amphitheater. So there's nowhere for that thing to be dropped in from. They had to construct it, you know, from the ground up instead of, you know, having it suspended a lot like WWE does and then lowering it. That would be a much better setup for them. And once they get, you know, going on the road again, then that, that's going to become very feasible. Right. So having said that, they, I think that, that explained the, you and I were talking about this, that kind of explained the crowd a little bit because the crowd seemed confused uh, when you first you, know, you watch that first tag match with um, uh, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, um, was it uh, Nakazawa, Nakazawa and um, Ed, Eddie Kingston? Yeah, Kingston. You know when you when you watch that tag match, the the crowd just seemed lame, and it's because they absolutely were lame. It was it was a taped it was a taped deal, so there was no reaction really there. And then you get into the 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 um, blood and guts. And they were on fire. That they, that fifteen hundred people were, that were there, they were on fire, ready for that one match that they ended up paying for. I think they got their money's worth. You know what tipped it off to me is that I just looked at my wife and I was like, why? Why is the camera angle so specifically trained on these two rings? Why aren't we getting the wide angle pan into the crowd like we normally do with Daly's place? Why aren't we getting this like wide shots that we normally get? Why is the camera so specific to these two rings? I couldn't make sense of it. And then all of a sudden I seen Kenny Omega come back out and I was like, didn't that dude just fucking wrestle? He doesn't look like he's even put yeah. on a match tonight. He looks great. Like I would I would have yeah, thought he would yeah. have been still he in his wrestling gear quick. or look like he just showered. Dude looked like he was clean as hell. I was like, something's not right. And she goes, yeah, this is all pre-recorded. You didn't know that? She's like, this is live, but all the matches you just watched before this segment with Kenny was all pre-recorded. I was like, get the hell out of here. So I looked it up, and then, I, of course, I found out that they had issues constructing the ring, and they had to try to throw that ring in there. But like two or three weeks ago, they had recorded all those matches. Good on them for keeping up with their storyline somehow and figuring out how to fit all that in. Um it felt fluid if you were watching on TV. And if you never told me that, that was pre-recorded, I probably would have never caught that on. But being the astute eye that I am and the and the type of wrestling fan I am, yeah. you start catching on to, like, why is the camera angles like this? Is it because of the two rings? Like, I started thinking that was, like, it's got to be the two rings. That's why. You know, two rings is causing the cameras to you do know, this. The cameras kind of messed up some things in that in that show that night. And, you know, AEW is going to get better. Their production is going to get better. Um 
we're I'm kind of ready for it now, but it didn't. I, I thought the I thought the blood and guts match, the war games, uh, we can call it that, but Tony Khan can't call it that. Uh, but that's what it was. It was it was a throwback to the war games. I loved it. I there was some criticism about too much blood too early. I think you're fucking high. You had to have blood in that match. You had to have everybody stuck open like a pig. So many criticisms. Um, Nobody can ever let AEW because it was called blood and guts, and and that's what I wanted to see. I I I was cool with uh, Dax Harwood, you know, getting busted open in the first like three seconds, you know, because he has his singles match for for the far, first five minutes, right? And and that's kind of what sets the pace, sets the tone, and then everybody else comes in after that. I liked that the 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 bad guys, the heels were dressed in white and the baby faces were dressed in prison jumpers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was a cool play on it because it kind of shows you where we're at now. We've got away from, we have distinctive good guys and bad guys. Um, but they're not the, 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 the cowboy in the white hat and the cowboy in the black hat. You know, it's, it's, you, you kind of have that mixed up, but you clearly could see who, who the baby face and who the heels were. Uh, man, I just loved everything about it. I, I would take away, the one, the one thing is that that camera shot on Jericho. You don't show the splat because you want you want the mystique. You want you want that. You don't you don't show him. You know, and, and Jr. selling it as he should that you know he's falling on concrete. Well, you don't want to really show that that it's not concrete. He's falling. He's falling on a on a big pillow basically. He fell on stone um, fire like styrofoam like painted up looking metal yeah. pieces. So I would, have, pillows. I would have pulled that camera back. Yeah, is what I'm saying. I would have pulled the camera back, not shown the actual splat. Um, but that, and that's that's because I'm WWE prone, and that those are those are these guys are pros. They know exactly what they're doing. Even though when I watch Raw, sometimes I get I get motion sickness because they're moving the camera so fucking much. And the other problem too is is that Jericho destroyed what he landed on top of. It would have been very difficult to convince the audience that he landed on anything solid because it wouldn't have been destroyed. Jericho would have been destroyed, not. The platform he landed on so unfortunately that was kind of a you know they were taking a risk but again didn't you know they're wrestling with fake Lena? uh fuck you that's a very good example of why i don't watch anymore jericho didn't fall to his fucking death <laughs> remember the time that mick foley fell and died in front of everybody and then came back to life because foley is god jericho didn't do that <laughs> Foley's a god. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's today's fan, bud. Said Foley's god. That's today's fan, my friend. Today's fan's like, oh, he didn't yeah. fucking die? Fuck this, I'm not watching this anymore. Yeah, because seriously, what do you want? I mean, we don't need him falling like Foley fell. There's a reason that that, that bump that Foley took in, in was it 90, 98, 98. There's a reason that, that that bump was so iconic because nobody saw it. Nobody knew it was coming, uh, quite frankly, to, to to include The Undertaker. He didn't know until that minute. So uh, that's kind of what made it so special. Right. Not that, you know, he almost he literally busted himself in half. We don't need to see that ever, on every pay-per-view. We don't need to see that on every show. And that's not why I watch wrestling is to see somebody just, just go, you know, throw themselves and... and, and well, okay. Let me. I'm, I'm babbling here, but that's the same reason I don't watch death matches. I don't like death matches. I'm not big into that hardcore scene with the 
the the fucking lights, the fluorescent, the you know what I'm talking about, the tube lights. Yeah, they're they're beating themselves like the know, one that Moxley did things. with uh, Omega. Not a fan of that stuff. No. I think you can tell a better story without it. Well, not only that, um, their pyrotechnics think, failed them. Thing, thing. Um, the the, yeah. the 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 ring didn't blow up. None, none of the things worked out the way they wanted it to. They're too risky. Um, if things fall apart or don't go the way you want, or you get a bad camera angle, or somebody doesn't look like they're selling it well enough. You lose all the credibility of that match and what it was, what it was uh, advertised to be. So they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Not dangerous in the sense of what they're doing in the ring. They're dangerous to your advertising. They're dangerous to your crowd. How you how you present it. Okay, we all know it's fake, but we need to see some pretty fucking good production value. And that match fell short. The blood and guts match didn't fall short for me. Even with Jericho's no. fall, it didn't fall short for me. Even from that high, landing on what he landed on still fucking sucks, by the way. As a person, as a human being, try making that fall. Fall on the exact same thing Jericho fell on. I guarantee you, you're going to hurt yourself. Period. Yeah. So exactly. I'm not doing it. No way. Never. Not in a million years am I going to make that fall. So say what you will about Jericho and what they did. Uh, Everything about that was amazing. The pre-recorded shit, on the other hand, I don't know. I mean... I'm not a big fan of the fact that we are now once again seeing SCU go up for the belts and the title grab. I feel like this is just more of fucking Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy not getting the shots when they need to be taking them, and I'm tired of that shit. SCU's had their moments. Fuck, you go back to Impact days, man. SCU was the shit. But now we're in yeah, now we're in AEW, and we got these young, talented dudes like fucking Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express with, with and, and I meant to say Luchasaurus, but I said Jurassic instead. These are very talented guys. These are guys that should be wearing titles or getting a lot of title shots. They're not. I don't understand, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to rant. I don't even mean to cut to this because this is kind of like a weird right turn I just took. <laughs> no, get it. But I'm get pissed. It. I'm pissed, man. I really am tired of SCU uh, being in the mix here and there with the shit that they're doing. I understand these guys are veterans. They're damn good wrestlers. Nobody's going to take away any of the accomplishments that either of those two gentlemen have made. But I am ready to see Jurassic Express either get a title shot again or actually wear a fucking t- belt. I'm ready. I'm fucking ready, and it's not happening, and I, I, I'm not really understanding AEW's I, I, direction with these guys. I agree with the Jurassic Express comments. Um, I, I'm ready I'm ready to see that happen as well. I'm probably not as sour on the SCU thing as you are just because I feel like we're in the twilight of that career and – I still think Kazarian is one of the one of the best wrestlers in today in today's wrestling right now. I still think he can go at that level. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't like Chris that. Saban or not Chris Saban, but um, I'm thinking of Motor City. Because, the Fallen Angel, the Fallen Angel. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of Motor City because of the matches those guys had. Um, anyways, yes, yeah, those he, so I'm, he's I'm, a fantastic I'm, in his own I, right. He's a fantastic wrestler as well. I don't need to see them going up for the titles, like you said. I think that I could ta- I could have a heavy dose of Jurassic Express and FTR for the next month and a half, two months, leading especially leading into uh, uh, Double or Nothing and having the payoff there. I could have a heavy dose of that, and you wouldn't hear me complain one ounce because th- that's that's what I want to see. I want to see your your most dastardly heel uh, tag team against your biggest babyface tag team. Does does AEW just not see that 
the 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 pop that Jurassic Express is getting. It's fucking huge. I mean, it feels like they get a lot of camera time, but they're not getting they're not getting real uh, belt time. They're not. And I know that sounds stupid, but they're not getting they're not getting real title shots. No, no. And that's my point. Is that individually, the only one in that group that's actually gotten a title shot is Jungle Boy, and it's always been for the TNT title. And I think he had one AEW title shot against Chris Jericho, which that ended in a um, TV time. And I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. like, okay, as an individual, that's fine. He's gotten a lot of shots. They're 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 using Jungle Boy as a way to kind of boost up Jurassic Express. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's fine. One day he needs to win that fucking title, but I like it. And then I see them going in this this head on, you know, like tag team versus tag team versus tag team versus tag team, and I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. like, okay. This is obviously Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus' time. Jurassic Express, they got this shit. I can probably fast forward this fucking match. I watched it because it was good, and I was wrong. It yeah. was SCU. And that fucking just, like, that was such a huge mind fuck to me. I was like, what? No way did SCU just win this shit. And they want it clean, yeah, I think that and they want it good. time to let them retire. Yeah, and I'm not... I'm not saying I want SCU, SCU to go away. I love SCU. I love, I love those guys, but I'm just saying that I want to see Stop Jurassic Express. Yeah, I just want to see them get this big, this big push because they're getting huge pops. Uh, and listen, I'm not all over on Jurassic Express. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm a huge Jurassic Express fan. What I'm trying to say is, is that when these two guys walk out of the tunnel and that crowd completely loses their shit for these two guys, and they're out in this, and the crowd's out there going, oh, 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 you know, like they're they're exactly. chanting for yeah. these guys, like they're the yeah. clear favorites, and they need a big push, and they're not getting it, and you're going to lose your crowd, and you're going to lose that pop for these two guys if you don't start getting them legitimate chances to start winning titles, or at least keep putting them in those positions. You know, if they don't beat, if they don't beat the Young Bucks, so be it. At least they're there. You know, and they're in a big mm-hmm. pay-per-view match. That's what I want to see. Well, like I, I will kind of put a bow on this by saying that uh, Jungle Jack Perry, when I see him wrestle, it it kind of takes me back to early um, early days WCW of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, you just kind of you kind of knew that something there was something real special here. And I better watch every minute I can get because I don't know how long that's going to be. Now, back in 96, 97, you know, I had no clue that come 2021, I'd still be seeing Rey Mysterio wrestle. I had no clue. That's a freak of nature, if you ask me. But I knew that there was something special there. I have the same feeling with Jungle Jack Perry, that there's just something special there. And I feel like it's just going too cold. It's going too slow with him. Maybe that's because I'm I'm evolving into that wrestling fan of today that that wants to see things happen now but i don't like that he's he keeps getting in the spotlight and then taken out just as quick um i don't know i i like him as a baby face i'm not saying and and that's that's probably what our fans are waiting to hear me say is he needs to go heel damn it no i like him as a baby face and i think that aew has needs real viable baby faces they have enough heels i'm just saying that he is the baby face that they want Darby Allen to be Jungle Jack's already there, and I think if you switch those two roles, um, that TNT division goes over more. 
I know people really like Darby Allen. Don't write in. Don't tell me your bullshit about how much you fucking love Darby. And I'm 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 just hating on him now. I I like Darby Allen, but I'm not over on him like I am Jungle Jack Perry. I'd like to see those roles completely reversed, to where Dar- maybe Darby's not getting the belt all the time. Maybe he's not getting the uh, the the opportunities and and holding and retaining as much as he is. I'm not afraid to say I'm not a Darby Allen fan. I'm not over. I'm not. I don't. I don't care for the guy. As a wrestler, I'm sure he's great as a human being. I just don't just, care for his it's gimmick. It's just ran. It's ran its course for me. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and and when I thought Jungle Boy was going to beat Darby Allen, I got excited. I was disappointed that he lost. And then we turn around this week and we get some more of the same shit. And I'm getting tired of it because Jack Perry's ready. I keep thinking that backstage they're like, "No, nah, you're not there yet, kid. You're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready." He's ready. And and I think the only reason they paired him up with Jurassic Express and put him against with, not against, but with um, Luchasaurus was to help carry him to get him there. They can continue to do that. Why can't they continue to do that? And, and, you know, every time Jack Perry comes out, Luchasaurus is holding him and he's got that TNT title around him. What's wrong with that? I don't see any problems with that whatsoever. Nothing. It's like the New Day. The New Day was doing shit like that with Kofi, with the WWE title. You don't have to break up Jurassic Express just because he's got the TNT title. And they can still be the uh, uh, tag team champions with a TNT title mixed in all. These these guys could be the whole package. And, and we're... Is it too soon? Is that the problem? Am, am I That's jumping the gun? Point. You, you, just, you just brought up a great point. Like, how has the New Day kept their faction together, kept their tag team together for so long? That is so unlike the WWE. How, is that, how have they done that? I don't know. I was ready to see them I mean, have there's, a, a there's few. Been, there's been tag teams that sell t-shirts and merchandise just as much as the New Day, so it can't be that. I mean, look at look at uh, Roman and Seth and uh, Ambrose, man. When those guys broke up, they had feuds. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was would great. You, it was great TV. Would you care about the New Day having feuds? Would you, be, would you care about that? I would. I'd be so over I on them having a feud. I, I feel like you'd be going backwards because I, I think Big E... Should have separated. I think he's he's on the trajectory to. Um, I was just thinking on when I was watching SmackDown. I know we haven't got into SmackDown at all, and that's fine. We'll save it for another time. But when I was watching SmackDown this week, I just kept thinking, man, I'm ready for Big E to challenge for the Universal Title. I'm ready for that. Yeah, I think it would be and great to see that. He may too. be the babyface they need to do that. It, but then you got Cesaro in the background, kind of like the same guy. You're like, man, Cesaro needs this. Like it's time. So I go back and forth. I'm like, ooh, I'd love to see Big E just whoop the shit out of Roman. And then I think, oh, yeah. but Cesaro, man. Cicero, as uh, Seth Rollins likes to call him. Uh, I like Cesaro. I'm pumped for uh, Backlash coming up. I'm pumped for Sunday. I, I want to see I want to see that match. I do not think that he's going to beat Roman. Um, no. I think Roman's going to hand him a good good sized country ass whooping oh, yeah. and, and walk out with his belt. Because now they got they got the Usos back, and that that's going to play out a little bit, and probably lead into another. Um, I quit. They're already leaning in into another match. story with this. It's already. Which I loved. I, I love that they were talking shit on Friday about the the smack in the face I quit match. I loved that. That was great for me. I already see this being a Seth Rollins turning face already. They're going to keep yeah, Roman me heel, too. Me too. but I'm already seeing a Seth Rollins kind of a character face turn. Mm-hmm. That's a big question. Is the crowd ready to see Seth as a face again? And will they give him the pop that he needs when he's facing Roman as a Good heel? Point. That's a big question. But you can already see they're working that storyline. You saw that on Friday. You can already see it. 
whether they're testing the waters or not is what I was feeling. Like I was getting this feel of they've got Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in the same room, but not necessarily on the same side, kind of, but kind of not. And I could feel them kind of like testing the waters to see what would that match look like, Seth face versus Roman heel. And I'll, I'll tell you, uh, don't give a fuck. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I just spent 10 minutes telling you all about this to let you know I could give two fucks. I, I just thought it was interesting that you could already see they were plotting that storyline ahead of the Cesaro yeah. match. They're already preparing for that, and I, I just thought that was interesting. That told me they, well, they're, I mean, that Cesaro match is going to be a fucking squash, and they're going to move right yeah. into this Seth Rollins shit. WrestleMania backlash this Sunday is is going to tie up uh, uh, some of those loose ends from WrestleMania. I hope it's going to end some of that stuff and propel us into SummerSlam. I think you'll have some surprises, some new feuds develop. Um, I'm excited for it. I, I you know I always get excited for the pay per views. You, you know, there's some that I really could care less about, but I, I enjoyed WrestleMania so much that the minute WrestleMania was over, I was ready for WrestleMania backlash. Same here, man. I think uh, I think we we talked a lot of AEW. We kind of opened up with fan letters and stuff like that. And we didn't really give the love to backlash WrestleMania backlash as it should be. Um, I'm excited for that pay per view, but I'm going to tell you right now, I am way more excited for the pay per view that's going to come out in a couple weeks after that with Double or Nothing. Um, right now, I'm on this yes. huge AEW kick right now. So unfortunately for me, backlash kind of took a back seat this week because I am very AEW's got me engaged, man. Um, this Cesaro match with uh, Roman Reigns is just not enough for me to get really popping on it, but I am excited to see it. And uh, fuck, man, I'm really excited for SummerSlam. I'm wi- I- WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. Those are my favorite pay per views. I-, I I just don't want to rush the summer, but I can't wait for that pay per view. I'm ready for uh, Charlotte Flair to come walking out of. Um backlash with some new gold around her belt looking right in the camera and saying whether you heal whether you're baby face you do you Production.